This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hail cheaters and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Uh, I knew you were going to ask me that question, Josh. And I was <laughs> uh-huh. trying to think, how, how am I doing? And it's hard to tell. We're obviously in the middle of game week 34, a big double game week. Am I good? Am I bad? Is my team doing well or doing poorly? I honestly have no idea right now. You, you said you were looking at some score checks that were recording this after the Spurs-Brighton game, or Brighton-Spurs game, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. And people's scores seemed, they were all definitely higher than ours. Um, yeah, I'm on, I'm on 54 points right now. Um, and I was like, well, that's not too bad. I was on a small green arrow yesterday, and uh, Kane scored and picked up a couple bonus points today. And so even though I know he was you know fairly highly captained, I still felt okay about it. I mean, Eric's in blank. There were no clean sheets from any of the defenders. Um, and, uh, yeah, but, I, yeah, I've actually – I've got, like, a red arrow right now. Um, so – but it, it does feel like it's kind of like a little – it's a temporary red arrow because I have um, – my I, my captain plays tomorrow, assuming Alexis Sanchez actually gets on the pitch. You know, there's some debate about that. Uh, but I've got, you know, Sanchez, Lukaku, and De Gea tomorrow. Um, I still have uh, – uh, Long, Aspilicueta, Morgan, Goodmanson, and Vardy to go. So I, I feel like a lot could still happen. You know, I honestly don't know what my final score is going to be at this point. Like, was that eight players to go plus captain? Like, you could pick up upwards of points. like two, two to three. Oh, I was going to say two to three points. <laughs> two to three points uh. total. Yeah, a lot of red cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so Pascal Gross kind of saved things for you, right? That was like your that was your saving. I don't know how he takes penalties now. I mean. Glimmery's taking penalties it, it, all year. It was a weird one. That was a very stressful. I don't know if anyone anyone can hear the cold that's sort of permeating from my voice this podcast. But I stayed home from work because of a cold, so I was at home with my laptop on my you know pretending to do work while I was watching the <laughs> Brighton Spurs game mm-hmm. on TV. I see that Gross is going to take this penalty, and I put the computer down, and I had to stand up, and my hands are on my head. I didn't. I, 
I knew that it was a good thing ultimately, but you know that feeling of stress where you're like, I haven't, have I even seen this guy take a penalty before? He could right. be terrible at them. Right. I mean, judging by the penalty he took, he's not a great penalty taker. He yeah. very well could have, the Laurie's probably should have saved that one. So that was yeah. very, it was the best thing that's happened to me in Game Week 34 thus far, but it was by far the most stressful. Yeah, you know, in, in American sports, there, in, you know, in baseball, I should say, there's this thing called WAR, which is uh, an acronym for Win Over Replacement Player. And at this point, I feel like Larissa's WAR has to be in the negative, right? Like, just put, like, any average Premier League keeper in his spot, and I feel like Spurs are, are a little better off. I mean, it's just lots of mistakes. Yeah, like, really probably should have saved that penalty. Uh, and I actually like Larissa in general as a keeper, but, yeah, he's on this, like, really weird run of of just, like, mistakes, you know, like so many mistakes. I have this weird thing with Larice where when I look at him, all I can picture is a guy lounging around his house in huge mesh basketball shorts. <laughs> he just looks like he's a guy who chills in huge basketball shorts. He does. Yeah, he he's pretty tall. Yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah, he's like kind of a he seems he's like a very chill friend. He probably hangs out with like like Pogasol, right? And like yeah, no, actually, for sure. Paul Spanish. Okay, this is like totally off the rail. So, all right, so this, it's a strange podcast for us because uh, obviously we're in the middle of uh, uh, we're in the middle of the game week still. You know, Man United plays tomorrow. Uh, Leicester, Chelsea, Burnley, and Southampton all play on Thursday. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably have a lot of people still to play. So um, we're not going to talk too much about the week to date. It's just, you know, I mean, by the time this, by the time, you know, most of you guys hear this podcast, the Minion game will have already been played. So um, we're not even really going to speculate too much on what's going to happen there. Um, it's, it's a big deal between us because it's a captaincy off. Where right. I have Lukaku captained and you have Alexis Sanchez as a as a big differential shout with the armband. Yeah, which is one of those things where the, the second he didn't get points in that first game, I was like totally bemoaning, not just going with Kane, who was my vice captain. Um, yeah, it was really, uh, you know, so I free hit ship this week. I ended up, I, I was like, as I said, a minute ago, I'm on 54 points, uh, still with eight players and a captain left to go. But it was it's a tricky thing filling out your filling out that free hit chip squad, especially with double game weeks. Like you, you really want to load up. And yeah. I just felt great about Sanchez. I mean, you know, double back to back double figure returns uh, playing, you know, two of the worst teams in the league. I mean, OK, Bournemouth can be a good team at times, but um, their defense certainly is one of the worst in the league. Um, and then that match was, uh, you know, home to West Brown was so bad. And yeah. Um, and then now there's this rumors about, about players being dropped. It seems like there's a lot of reading between the lines about who's going to be dropped. I mean, it's, you know, who knows, right? I this mean, is they, what Mourinho yeah. also is an expert at. It's just, right. just, just dropping bombs in the press. Yeah, so exactly. what, what does it mean? Who knows what it means? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's my Burnley, Burnley players have really come through for me so far. Uh, 10 points from Long and, and six points from Goodmanson. Um, yeah, the, the long goal was amazing. That was the long goal with a Goodman's and assist, which is like the perfect way to start out those, those Saturday fixtures. And you it know, was I, the corner kick that rocked the FPL community. <laughs> yeah. So I was a little, I was, you know, so I see that you brought in Loughton and, um, and obviously I'm not going to like, you know, what, what, what the past is the past, you know, maybe Loughton does something, um, in, on Thursday's game, but I'm surprised you didn't go with long just cause you know, he is what 0.4 cheaper. I thought maybe that money would be. Uh-huh. Money you could you could you know invest elsewhere or something like that. What was the what was the decision making there? Yeah, okay, okay, Grandma. I don't need money. I'm fine. <laughs> Keep that five dollars. <laughs> I'm good. I have a job. Sure. Um, the thinking is the prognosis on me. It looks like he's going to be out for a longer period of time. But there's no 
real certainty. And that's Mee's spot. The okay. thinking with Loughton is that he's won his spot. I cannot waste another transfer on that defensive spot on my FPL squad. So the thinking with Loughton is I'm bringing him in and that's it for the season as far as Burnley defense goes. Okay. There was some concern with, with Long and how long is he in that position? I see. Okay. So just, yeah, I mean, I can understand that actually a little bit because, um, you know, we we're talking a minute ago about, about, um, about, you know, game week 35 and transfers. And so I've used my free hit chip this week. We've got, you know, four game weeks left to go. Um, any move I make now, I'm, I'm, I'm really bringing in a player that I'm going to have for the rest of the season, you know? And so it feels like a very, because I mean, ultimately you just have so many transfers you can make, at least without burning tons of points. Um, and so, you know, there's a player, uh, Jose Perez, who I'm looking at bringing in, uh, for my, for my squad in gaming 35, but that means I, I have a Jose Perez for the rest of the year. And, and do I want <laughs> you that? You never I thought just, you'd be in that position. Did I you? know. It's like, do I do, is that really what I want? You know? And so I'm really kind of on the fence about that right now. Um, I, I almost think I might just have a worse team in gaming 35 in order to not bring in Perez. Cause what I would really rather have is Jordan Ayew. So, yeah, no, I would too. Yeah, so it's it's just a tough call. So I, I do understand the loud and long thing. I I felt like it seemed like Ben Me might just be out for the rest of the year. But yeah, I, I, if I weren't for hit chipping, yeah, I'm sure that would have been a tougher decision. So uh, and what is Loughton like four point three or four point four? He's, yeah, he's priced and, and pretty far down there. He he's cheap as well. And let's be clear, Loughton has great assist percent potential. He plays yeah. off on the wing. So yeah. looking at potential attacking returns, who was to guess that? That goal that Ben Mee has been chasing all season, Long is going to step right in and show Ben Mee how easy it is to actually right. score in a corner kick. So there you go. The, the, the team that I really struggled with my free chip was uh, Chelsea. I just couldn't decide who I wanted there. I mean, I, you know, William was a player that I had on my squad for a few days, and I ultimately thought that there was enough of a risk that he wouldn't play away to Bournemouth, uh, or away to Burnley, excuse me. Uh, with um, with with the FA Cup semifinal on the weekend, you know he might not play three times in a week, um, and so that was enough for me to go with Aspaqueto. I figured it was probably a more likely starter. I mean, I guess we'll we'll see if like you know you can definitely laugh at me on Thursday when he doesn't play, but um, yeah. So I, I with Aspaqueto, I actually couldn't afford to bring in Alonzo. If I could have, I probably would have brought in Alonzo just for that just for that little extra attacking potential. Um, you know, as we found out today, you know he's been charged by the FA. Um, yeah. looks like he's you know, most likely, you know, he hasn't had a red card this season. So I, I, most likely he's going to get a three match ban. That's the pretty standard for violent conduct. I've seen people say it was, you know, extraordinarily violent conduct, but you know, I mean, it, Shane Long played the rest of the game. It wasn't like he like ruined his career, you know? So <laughs> I, I think it's, I think it's fine. Shane uh, Long will ruin his own career. Thank you very much. <laughs> exactly. So, but you know, the question is, so just, you know, before we even get to the pot, I feel like we need like a little Alonzo update. So. You have Alonzo in your team. Yeah. What is your What is your plan? Are you going to Are you going to keep him? Are you going to drop him? I mean, this is all assuming that that he ultimately does right. does fall through in this charge and not contest it, which we we're assuming he will. Yeah, we also we also have a question from Graham who asks us point blank how to spend the Alonzo cash. And yeah, I'm already there, Graham. I am already spending this money. And to be honest. Uh, I mean, Alonzo hasn't been performing for a good month now. The Chelsea defense looks to be in a bit of disarray. Alonzo was on the chopping block to get me funds to bring in Kane. The plan has been to get Harry Kane in by gaming 36 at the earliest, gaming 37 at the latest. So Alonzo definitely goes. 
even even if he um, doesn't end up if if he disputes the charge and gets away with it, which honestly there's no way that's going to happen. Even so, he's gone. And for me, that those funds go to Kane. And my other thought is, if Alonzo, if you already have Kane, it has to go towards Man City players. I'm guessing we all um, dropped a lot of Man City assets heading into that initial blank in this double game week, and. Yeah. Now that they have no other commitments other than just setting as many records in the Premier League as possible, I think it's it's KDB time once again. Yeah, which that is the one the, the one sort of flaw. Not know if it's flaw, but the the one downside of playing the, the free hit chip in game week thirty five is you're is you're setting yourself up for this this you know game week where there aren't that many fixtures as we're going to get to in a second, but. You are in a position where um, you're not building your squad in terms of game week 37. You know, you're going to basically come into it and you're going to have two transfers to go yeah. before game week 37 where there's a lot of doubles. So. Yeah, and I have like 10 players that I want to get in between right. now and then. So Me too. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I mean, I, I you know, I think I only, I, you know, I think I worked it out. I mean, even if I, did, if I didn't burn any points, the most I would have are nine double game week players for game week 37 right now. So. Let's say I burn four, you know, then I then I have ten players. I don't know that I'll burn more than four. Um, you know, we'll talk about this when we start previewing Game Week Thirty Seven. But the the Man City thing is extremely tricky and 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 fraught, right? And like historically, like Pep has rotated a lot once he's yeah. clinched his title. So, yep. You know, tripling up on Man City seems like a very scary proposition. If I don't know. I mean, you just have to like really get lucky, right? And like and hit on the the player who who starts both games. Their fixtures are both like all their fixtures are close season are really good. So yeah. even if you only get these players for one game, that might be okay. Yeah, you know, like a Raheem Sterling or, or yeah. Gabriel Jesus actually now seems like kind of the the perfect player, right? For sure, all has been revealed about Aguero's mysterious secret knee surgery. Yeah, exactly. He could be out for the rest of the season. Okay. We're going to talk a bit about Man City when we preview game week thirty five coming up. So guess we don't have to cover all of that right now but should we quickly mention um before we get to the always cheating super league that if you are a patreon subscriber of always cheating at patreon.com slash always cheating where you can throw a couple coins in the jar help support what josh and i do for this weekly free podcast we have a new mini episode exclusive only to our patreon subscribers uh, we had FPL Stag on last week, episode 121, and we have a couple of a couple of outtakes uh, from our conversation with Stag, including a pretty good story about um, Anthony spotting Irish columnist, football columnist Ken Early at a, <laughs> at, at a football match, which is yeah. quite charming. That conversation actually made me a second captain's fan. So, so good on good on you guys for for doing that. Um, I even listened to their interview. Um, they had an Andre the Giant interview. Um, I watched that documentary in HBO. I don't know if yeah, is that any good. Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I okay. thought it was pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah. So that is available. And just in, in case you're like, ah, do I want to become a Patreon subscriber? You know, the season's ending in a few weeks. We are actually going to be running Patreon features um, or features for our Patreon subscribers uh, all throughout the World Cup. Um, and, uh, we're actually working on some, some plans for, for world cup, uh, you know, sort of games and things like that that we're going to be doing for our Patreon subscribers. So fun and games, fun and games. And then, yeah. And then the world cup will be over and they'll probably release the price list for, <laughs> for FPL. And it's just, it's never going to end people. There's no break. <laughs> <laughs> it's that amazing Mitchell and Webb bit where, uh, 
Yes. David Mitchell football. is just going football, 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 football. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to this like little three week break. You know, when the season like the season ends May 10th or whatever it is, and um, and then I think you and I are going to take like three weeks off, and then that's it. And then we're like, re- like by, by the end of May, we're just right back into doing World Cup stuff. So um, those three weeks spread, and that's like I'm, that's like my like a little sabbatical. I'm gonna like I'm gonna like put the uh, Put the microphone in mothballs for a couple weeks, you know. <laughs> I'm going to learn how to paint. You're going to learn how to paint. Exactly. I'm going to start going to the gym again. It's going to be it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> Always cheating Super League. Uh, this is through Tuesday, so um, take this take these results with a grain of salt. But um, we didn't get a chance to read one out last week, so um, let's do it this week. And uh, I'll, I'll take the lead here, Brandon. Go for it. In 10th, we have Mount Eden Hunters. That's Jordan Pierce. Uh, ninth is D Boy United. That's D Boy, obviously. You have the, the, the you know the self titled the titular United, the titular D Boy, uh, football friend FC Nick Tudhope, a fixture in the top ten all year. Uh, off Vitason Pet. Uh, whoa, there's a log of wood back in the top wow. ten. I love to see a log of wood in the top yeah, ten. Well me, done. Me too. Uh, heating up Aaron Matheson. Who, you know, Brandon, we never talked about this before. I was actually looking at Heaton, uh, Aaron Matheson. I was looking at some of the people in the top 10 recently. Aaron Matheson was number one in the United States for a long time. And I think he's actually number two in the United States right now. So, Aaron, reach out to us. Like, let's, 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 how do we, you know, we, we, we got like a little, you know, our, us U.S. people, we got to stick together, you know, it's we're a strange <laughs> <do>. little group. <laughs> We are we are misfits. There is actually a question on our lightning round coming up about uh, how it is Americans end up in situations like <laughs> yeah. we are right now. Exactly. Josh. There's apparently like you know hundreds of thousands of U.S. players you know who play the fantasy game, but you know I think we only know like twenty of them. You know. So yeah. uh, all right. Anyways, in fifth is uh, Graham McDonald, Gamchester United. Uh, in fourth is Bodios, uh, Adrian Fak Revdal. Uh, the third place is uh, for folks, Aki Ayablind. Uh, that's well Joe done. Stone, who reached out to us uh, this week to say, you know, if I don't, you guys are going to have to read out my name off on the podcast every <laughs> week for 35 weeks. I might have, uh, might have gone with a different team name. Um, <laughs> You're stuck cra- with it now, Joe. <laughs> Crazy Coutinho, Proca Vertel in second. Uh, and then Jamal Rice uh, is in first place. And uh, Jamal, who's been, uh, we've seen him on Twitter a little bit. He's been uh, chatting with us and some other folks. Uh, he is number 14 in the world. So uh, good on you, Jamal. And I know he's got a lot Man, of players left. So that's huge. Maybe keep, the, keep that charge, you know, stay, stay in the top 10. Excellent. Whoever wins the Always Cheating Super League at the end of this season is going to go into our Hall of Fame at alwayscheating.com. So if that's not honor enough, I don't know what is. It's a great honor. <laughs> All right, rants of the week. Uh, we're in media res, as you said, Josh, but still people have things to rant about. Uh, Danny Bean writes in, Players I got rid of on my free hit included Aubameyang, Firmino, Robertson, Foster, Zaha, and Hazard. Do you sense a theme there, Josh? Uh, no, I don't get it. What is it? <laughs> Danny goes on to say he brought in the likes of De Gea, Smalling, and Pogba, among other no-hopers. This hurts. So uh, that, yeah. that's tough, Danny. I would say the Pogba thing hurts more than almost any other, right? Yeah. 50, 50 what is it, 56 minutes, uh, picks up a handball. Mourinho comes out afterwards, talks about how disappointed he is. Uh, good chance the Pogba doesn't start on, on, yeah. to, on Wednesday. Um, I mean, it could still work out. Who knows? I mean, maybe he, maybe he ultimately does start tomorrow, but uh, that's, that's a tough transfer. 
ultimate hero to zero story there from the Manchester Derby to where we are now with Pogba. How quickly it changes. I know. it's They have to play their game. You know, it's it just... You know, I was thinking about this. I was watching the uh, the Liverpool game over the weekend, and you know, the whole Liverpool game became this sort of farcical game where they weren't really playing soccer anymore. They were playing <laughs> or football. They were playing a game that involved them trying to find Mo Salah so that he could score goals. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not sure that's the best version of Liverpool. Like Mo Salah might have had two or three goals if he wasn't trying so hard to score goals. Like, I don't know that trying really hard to score goals is actually the best way to score goals. The, the header that Mo Salah scores, you only attempt that header if you're going for the golden boot. That was an, amazing. It was I just, ridiculous. I, I imagine Salah out there on the pitch just yelling, pass me the rock, pass me the rock. <laughs> it was, and then it was just a weird week for all of this stuff. And then, of course, Kane, I guess we just should have thought about the psychology of it a little bit more. Like, Kane's a young guy, and... He was made fun of by the entire footballing world, right, last week. Yeah, and sure. it kind of spiraled. It became, the, you know, it became a meme, right? It was like everyone was just was just making fun of him for, for pop. And ultimately, he didn't even try that hard. But it just became this sort of, you know, once once it's like in the public consciousness, once once people smell like blood in the water, you know, it's like no one can, no one can resist. And so I, I really wonder if it affected him, you know? I mean, just... Getting, you know, getting sort of teased as like a gold hungry, me first kind of guy, that can't feel good, you know? And so, I mean, he was basically playing as like a defensive midfielder in today's game. You well, know? but like did a- you see the way he celebrated when he scored? He celebrated like he just won the World Cup. Like he, <laughs> he, he's all about them goals, boy. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's, uh, I, I, I love Harry Kane, but, you know, um, Richie on, on Twitter, um, so we've been talking with uh, on and off all season. You know, he he did mention that you know when when Kane is hot, he is super ultra mega hot. When he is cold, he has just been ice cold all year. It really is true. I mean, it's it's all yeah. feast or famine with Kane. Either he is in an unbelievable role, or there's just nothing. And I mean, actually, it's funny because I guess today is sort of an in between where he got he got a goal and a couple bonus points, but yeah. he didn't look good. I he mean, st- you know, he looked was, like a guy who was really tentative about an injury and thinking about all sorts of things, thinking yeah. about the trophy that they need to win with the FA right. Cup, right. thinking about make, making the World Cup squad, winning the Golden Boot, and I think he just doesn't know <laughs> yeah. which direction to look. You think at he's right you think he's going to make the World Cup squad? You think he's going to? Squeeze his way in there. <laughs> I don't know. Not not with the way uh, not with the way uh, Jay Rodriguez is playing. Yeah, you think uh, yeah Dominic Solanke is going to end up taking that spot? It's down to Solanke and Kane. You know, it's whoever 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 scores more more goals between the league this, yeah. this year. All right, more rants. This one from Adam P. I would rant about Mustafi, but honestly, what's the point? I'd only be putting in more effort than he ever did against Newcastle or Southampton. Dang. In FPL and real life, he's more overpriced <laughs> than Bitcoin. That yeah. is a sick burn, Adam. People <laughs> hate Mustafi. But, you know, there's a number of people who we follow on our Twitter feed who are just because just I am an Arsenal fan, I follow a lot of Arsenal, you know, accounts too. And people really, for for a good player, he really engenders a lot of hate, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, I, think, I, I think he's pretty good, actually. But, yeah, he has not. The, okay, I will, bad I will. Games. I'll grant the FPL community this. Like, Mustafi has had some really awful moments, like the Aguero goal where um, Mustafi 
acted like he got fouled and things like this. Right. But I, I tend to agree. Mustafi is a better player than everyone's giving him credit for. He's just the last guy you see on the Arsenal team before the right. goal gets scored. So right. you need to take into account all of the other nonsense that's <laughs> happened with Arsenal's squad before the ball even gets into the 18 yard Yeah, box. someone made a joke about it. it's basically a Bamiyang and like an under 23 squad right now that's playing. Yeah. You know, I guess it's a Bamiyang um, Mustafi and then that squad. I mean, it's I don't understand why Wenger feels like he has to arrest everybody for two weeks, right? I mean, they have like it wasn't like they were playing this week. Like, why? I mean, I know the season doesn't matter right now, but I mean. <laughs> You still want to win, right? It's strange. As we've discussed, Atletico Madrid is probably just going to beat beat them to death in the uh, semifinals of the Europa. So <sighs> yeah. why why get embarrassed there and also get embarrassed in the league? I guess that's just the, <laughs> the Arsenal way these days. Yeah, I mean, you know, Klopp, who at this point is you know, pretty clearly a better manager than, than Wenger. I mean, maybe not... Historically, you know, I I think you'd still have to give Wenger the Wenger the lead there, but I mean, you know, I mean Klopp is basically like, yeah, we can't just we can't just abandon all of our players, you know, like we have to we have to kind of keep, you know, we want to keep things intact, we want to keep the flow going within our squad, and that's why he played, you know, basically his best eleven or something close to it um, at mm-hmm. home this weekend, and and then you just look at Arsenal and you're like, well. Who's even going to play with that when they play? It's, you know, Atletico Madrid, like, you know, like three of these guys. I know Aubameyang can't play, but it's like Willock. Like, who is Willock? Like, what was going on there? He, he is, a, I think he's an Ewok from Return of the Jedi. <laughs> that was just, that was weird. All right, final rant from Little Jason. He says, uh, let's revive the early season mantra of uh, mantra of Pogba can't shoot, but change it to Pogba can't stay on the pitch for an hour, but hey, what does it matter when he's on the pitch? He runs around like a headless chicken trying to look cool for the camera and getting no FPL returns. Now, you know, to Pogba's Just put credit, a hashtag symbol in front of that, and I think we're good to go. You know, it, you know today was the, was you know, Sunday was the 32nd anniversary of the Hand of God moment with Diego Maradona, and it was it was a tribute to that, right? That's why he did the Is that, that's intentional... That's not a true thing. No, I, I'm just making that up. Um, but <laughs> it did happen in, uh, 32 years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know, but it was like, it was such a weird handball. It was like, this is 2018. Like, there's like 8 million cameras. Like, you would never get away <laughs> with an intentional handball goal anymore. <laughs> I mean, he had, had a wry, he had a wry smile on his face too, like like looking at everyone, like, "Yeah, you'd do the same thing too, wouldn't you?" <laughs> no, just, no. <laughs> that was the one. It, that was a, that was a frustrating game as a, as an Alexis Sanchez owner because there was a, a pretty clear penalty in the first half, and I I think I think Sanchez is on pens. I, I really don't know why that pen didn't get called. I, I yeah. guess it's just yeah. there's just Ander so Herrera. much. Yeah, uh, Herrera, and there's just so much diving in the box right now that maybe it's just. Maybe there's just a much higher standard of, of calling a penalty. I, I don't know. It just feels like – I feel like you have games where you get three penalties called and games where just there's three Stonewall penalties that just get totally, you know, dismissed. I don't know. It's just it's strange. Maybe it's like and a referee. That, and that's fine. We come back to the VAR discussion. We're not in favor of, like, over-legislating over, uh, for these things. It's yeah. That's just the way it goes sometimes. This is a podcast that is not a fan of VAR. We don't want it. Sorry. Sorry if that makes for – I feel old saying that, you know, it's like it's like we took a stand against Spotify or something, you know, like or, <laughs> or like uh, the iPhone 10, you know, sure. um, no, but it's just like I just, you know, 
you have to understand as an American that American football has instant replay and every game takes four hours. I mean, you don't well, you can't unwind that clock. Like once you start reviewing things, they're going to review everything. Every single match, you're going to have 25, 30 minute stops. Where The last two just, minutes of every college basketball game, too, uh, we uh, recently watched. Just awful. Yeah, ex- exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, be careful what you wish for, because it may be more <laughs> technically accurate but that's going to go both ways. It's, it's going to go for, for the teams that you root for and, and for the teams that you uh, want to lose. And it's going to make every – I mean, the beauty of you – know, one of the reasons we really got into the sport is that it's two hours, you know. And uh, it's going to be two and a half hours for all these games if they introduce far. So anyway, uh, Brandon, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to get right into Game Week 35, a nice short one this week. Great. Same old podcast, always shame. Brandon, we're back. Before we get into game week thirty-five, I, you know, we were talking earlier about uh, about plans for the World Cup. We're going to be doing regular podcasts uh, during the World Cup, and um, one of the things that we're really excited about is that starting eleven. That's starting eleven.io, Brandon. In case you've forgotten, um, thank you. You didn't, you didn't forget. Did I'll you? never forget. No. Uh, all this uh, all year we've been talking about them. You didn't. You didn't forget. I'm really excited about World Cup Fantasy because starting eleven is going to be rolling out a ton of World Cup Fantasy features. Uh, Brandon, starting eleven, we talked about. Uh, if you listen to this podcast and all the last year, you know is uh, a daily fantasy service. They have cash games that are now live in the UK, the US, and Canada. You can also play for free anywhere in the world. Um, and uh, you can visit Starting11, that's starting11.io, to learn more about it. Uh, you can also download the app on your uh, iOS or Android. Uh, Brandon, you played a couple of Starting11 matches this week. Yeah, we're always taking challenges through the Starting11 app from our listeners, and this weekend I played a couple of uh, always cheating fans, AM Saturday and also Gibran Chata. and I thought I had both of these head-to-heads in the bag. I was crushing uh, AM and Gibran until the Man City Spurs game. And these guys must have gone heavy on uh, Man City assets because I ended up losing by like fractions of points. So that was kind of disappointing. But that is the kind of drama that I've come to expect from playing starting 11 mm-hmm. um, any day in which there are two or more Premier League matches happening. That's true. So, um, in fact, if you want to play us in starting 11 on uh, Thursday, um, there are two matches on Thursday. It's uh, pretty exciting. Um, pretty exciting for a lot of us uh, in the in the official fantasy game because that'll be ending this this long double game week that we've been planning for since game week four or thereabouts. Um, but let's juice that pop, Brandon. Let's get some. Let's get some starting eleven. You know what, Brandon? Let's you and I play each other in starting eleven on Thursday. Juice it. All right. Let's so juice I, that pop, boy. I, yeah. Anybody can play us, but we're also going to play each other. Uh, we'll talk about that um, on the uh, on our Twitter feed. Um, and whoever challenges us to these Thursday matches uh, will win a swag bag. We have more swag from starting eleven, uh, and we will uh, we'll get that out to you uh, asap. Awesome. Yeah. So download the app today and hit us up on on DM or email hellcheaters at gmail and we'll challenge you. Game week 35. Let's let's go through the preview, Josh. We have some questions from our listeners. We're going to talk here about essentials for this game week, differentials, what to do if you're not free hitting, and uh, we're going to talk a bit about rotation headaches uh, like with Liverpool and, and Man City. Just for clarification up front, I have already activated my free hit chip, and Josh, you're on your free hit for 34, so you'll be without. So we've got two different viewpoints here in discussing 35, which... I think it will will really help our listeners. 
So why don't you talk a little bit about uh, your free hit chip team right now? I mean, you've you've activated the chip, you've got a team set up. Uh, you know, my team uh, is pretty settled, really. I actually yeah. have been I kept Game Week thirty five in mind uh, the last few weeks, uh, partially because I knew I couldn't play the free hit chip. So um, my biggest decision is basically whether I roll with uh, Federico Fernandez away to uh, Manchester City, which seems like a zero or negative one <laughs> waiting to happen. Probably. Uh, yeah. Or if I bring in a, a cheap third striker. So, um, yeah. So what does your team look like right now? Uh, I must say. Subject to change. Uh, hitting the free hit was one of the more stressful experiments. Of, one of the more stressful things I've done this season. I I feel like everyone feels there's some mystery around the free hit chip. How does it work? I went ahead and just like cleared out my entire team and repopulated it. It was like somewhere up around a minus 36 hit. And I was, I was like sweating when I was like, this this better work when I hit the free hit. <laughs> right. So, so where where am I right now? Uh, I've, I've, I've gone for th- three Liverpool, three City, and I'm only on two Arsenal right now, which I think yeah. we'll talk a bit more about. Um, but I think Gabriel Jesus is going to be up front for me. And I've gone all attack on City. So Sterling, De Bruyne, and Jesus. Mm-hmm. And this is, of course, subject to change based on what if we hear anything from Pep or Klopp or or Wenger um, before the weekend about how the lineups are going to shake yep. out. And Anfield Express releases the uh, the lineup a day early again, yeah. you know, which, yeah, which we're all... Kind but right now for, for Liverpool, I'm looking at uh, defensive um, coverage. Uh, Karius is my current goalkeeper. Ooh, I um, like that. Yeah, I mean, Man City's defense is very tempting, um, but it seems a waste to put somebody like Ederson in goal, and that's taking away from uh, Man City attack. And if we're going to yeah. talk about rotation, I feel like I'm sort of hedging my bets if I have three City attack. Um, say Sterling come comes on as a sub or doesn't play, then at least I've got two other options there. Yep, yeah, that, that, that's actually yeah, because someone's gonna someone's gonna score goals uh, in this game, right? I mean, they they just clinched the title. Yeah. It's first match in front of fans. I'm assuming they'll be pretty amped up. Um, you know, Swansea could give them a game for a while. I mean, Swansea have a lot it. to play for. Sure. Um, and uh, their defense has has been a lot better uh, the last uh, you know. Ten weeks or so, I can't actually remember the name of their manager. There's been so much manager, <laughs> manager. I can see him, like in my, I can see him in my mind. He, mind's he eye, has but. the uh, sort of like he uh, he looks like he should be a lieutenant in the <laughs> uh, Hoth like rebellion. <laughs> like right. he's got, he was wearing that fur lined coat. Uh, yeah, when, when was, it was colder. I outside. was thinking like the lieutenant, like in the Italian army or something. Well, that, like that too. Was, that too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do have three Burnley players, and they are they are lining my bench. Um, wow! So I went I went for some cheap Burnley players. The thing the thing with this one, I don't know if you experienced this playing your free hit in thirty four, but I have I just have more money than I need. Uh, yeah, that was not the case for me. <laughs> uh, complete opposite, really. Um, but the double game week was different because every everybody played. You yeah, know, so right. um, the the toughest thing for me was whether to keep Salah or not, which. Uh, which I feel fine with now. Um, I, you know, if I had, if I had not, not to get off, t- off track here too much, but if I had done that, I probably would have brought in someone like, um, uh, you know, someone like, um, like Christian Erickson, you know, and I would have picked up one more point. So it did, you know, it did, it was kind of a wash in the end. 
For sure. Yeah. So I think we'll talk about a few of my other free hit, current free hit choices as we go through some listener questions here. So I guess let's just jump into talking about Game Week 35 Essentials. Uh, Harbuzi1 asks, is Jesus now essential? We mentioned earlier that Aguero may be out for the rest of the season. He right. is now recovering from uh, why like would a he keyhole play? knee surgery. Yeah, why would he play? There's, you know, he's playing in the World Cup this summer. Um, he, you know, there's just no reason. They, they've, they've clinched the league. There, there's no reason to rush him back. I mean, the reason you have surgery right now is to um, is to get yourself ready for the World Cup, right? Yep. You know, yeah. I, I, you know, because he had played a little bit. I assume that. I assume that if they needed him to play, he could have kept playing the next, the next few weeks. But yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know exactly. But that's that's kind of my, that's what I assume. Yeah. So I, I think that's actually it's an easy one to answer because I, I do think he's he's borderline essential. Now the question to me is, do you go with three heavy hitters up front? Like not even necessarily with your free hit chip, but just for the rest of the season. You know, um, I, I really think that you could go with Jesus. Kane and Vardy, you know, start starting game week 36. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty expensive front line, but I really like all three of those players throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, uh, the, I would just say that Aubameyang has a decent double right. game week uh, in 37. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's the only wrinkle there. I that think. was yeah. That was me talking without looking at my my team team there. <laughs> yeah, Aubameyang too. Obviously, I mean he's just he's getting points so easily. I mean it's really is still a bit under the radar. I would say maybe less as a fantasy asset, but more just as a in terms of like just sort of Premier League conversation. Maybe it's because Arsenal so far down the table, but he has really he has a great start to the year, right? I mean he's playing yeah. with. He's playing with bad players uh, yeah. at Arsenal, and he's still scoring goals and, and picking up assists and every game. I mean, these aren't necessarily bad players, but they're just it's just young players. There's a, there's a lot of, you know, I don't know. It's 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 a real like it's a real I, mix of odd. You know, Alex Awobi, who like looks awesome for in the international fixtures, and then like comes to Arsenal and he can't like hit the side of a barn. You know, yeah. it's it's really strange. I think I told you uh, the other day that Aubameyang looks like he's on study abroad. Like he's. He's kind of giving it mostly his best. He looks like he's kind of having a great time, but right. he's not like fully present. But for a guy who came in uh, midway through the season, he's on twelve point seven percent ownership. I think that's that's uh, pretty high ownership at this point in the season for a guy. Yeah, it's it's high in fantasy, but it's um yeah. I I, I just I, I feel like I don't hear anybody really talking about him like on the. You know, as 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 you do as well, I know you and I both listen to about forty five different football podcasts. Sure, and a lot of general interest ones, and he just yeah. doesn't really come up very often. But so. ju- just to underline the Jesus thing, absolutely. I mean, he's gearing up for the World Cup as well. He wants to be in good form. I think he's missed the yeah. better part of the like the middle part of the season. I think there are still more goals that he could score. The only right. concern is is Pep going to try some right. magical thinking with like yeah. a strikerless formation. Uh, yeah. So let's just let's just say it once right now, very clearly, and then we won't say it like forty more times in this podcast or future podcasts. There is a very good chance that any city players you bring in for game week thirty five throughout the rest of the season will not play. Like okay, so they have well, let's say they have a double game week and then they play in game week thirty five, right? So that's what thirty five, thirty six. They have five more fixtures to go. I'm not sure that any single Man City player would play all five of those fixtures. Yeah, do you think that's fair? I mean, I think that I, 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 I four out of five, maybe, probably three out of five, definitely. <laughs> Um, but all five, even Ederson, I'm not sure is going to play all five. I mean, not, especially given the quality of the opposition that they're playing against, they're playing a lot of 
cellar dwelling, you know, <laughs> on the beach the teams. You know, I think that's the first time I've said it on the podcast this year. But a lot of teams that just a lot of Watford type teams that just don't have like a ton to play for. So mm-hmm. um, there will be a lot of points in these games, but um, I do think that a lot of them will. A lot of the like even someone like De Bruyne who's been really steady. I think he's going to come off the bench for at least one of these games uh, the rest of the season. Yeah, what Watford playing in the um, sponsored by Sunglass Hut League. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the third year in a row where it's like this Watford team where you can uh, it's like a brand new squad every year they they seem bad like the whole time and yet still they're like at 42 points or whatever and you're like how like how did when did when did they get enough points that they're safe like it's ha- every year this happens sure remember the time when Richarlson was carrying that team remember when Odian Agallo was a must-own player in fantasy when he scored like 11 games in a row or something yeah. like that a couple of years ago. Well, that would have been Jamie Vardy's record, but uh, close to it. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. It, it was like seven. I mean, it was, it was like, that was like a run, like the first 15 weeks of that season where it was like a Gallo and Vardy just every week were scoring goals. Yeah. Then Agallo he, he couldn't just couldn't get it going. Starting price. All right. Another, an, another essential question. This one from Simon for free hit 35, pick the best three from each man city, Liverpool and Arsenal. Now I prepared a little list here. Josh, so maybe I'll maybe I'll go first. You can you can uh, step in if you argue with me here. Okay. Uh, if you want to argue with me here, okay. Manchester City. I went KDB, Sterling, and Jesus. Um, okay. I I feel well. We have to also mention that this game coming up against Swansea is home at the Etihad, the first uh, match that they'll play at home after being crowned champions yeah. of the leagues. I, I said that already, but yeah, I, I, oh, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good to reiterate that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Liverpool, Virgil van Dijk, Karius and Mo Salah. Now that is subject to, um, no, for me. Course, no. I mean, for, <clears throat> I'd like to have every guy on Liverpool. Frankly, I'd like to have Robertson. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have Trent. I'd like to have Firmino. I'd love to have Mane. Um, I guess it's a question of Liverpool becomes a real question of mini league. Like, who are you competing with? Where do you need to be different? Where right. do you need? And also, where do you think the points are going to come from? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, if you've got KDB, it, it, it is like a it's like he, KDB or an expensive other striker, right? He kind of he kind of fills that spot, like as a sure as a premium premium price player. Yeah, and it's um, really difficult yeah. to predict how they're going to play in preparation of the uh, of the Roma matchup. Yeah, in the Champions League. Now, like I think I think I agree with you based on what Klopp was saying. He's not into just a vast rotation to save players. He's trying to keep the flow going. Right. I have held on to uh, to Mo Salah because of. Uh, mostly because of this game week thirty five match and uh, the hope, I and mean, game week thirty four for that matter too. I really um, eight points was if he, if he get really eight points was like the the floor of of the points I was hoping to get from him in this match, right? Like you get eight points, it's like fine. There's no complaining, right? Like you just like you got a goal and the clean sheet bonus. It's like that does not. I'm not going to complain about that. Um, but uh, but yeah, for thirty five, but this actually might be his last week in my squad this year. Um, he might, I, he might, I might be able to bring him back for game week 38, but he's pretty expensive. I might not be able to do it. Yeah. Um, but I just, you know, we have seen just how much Klopp rotates, uh, in previous seasons. And I think there's a decent chance he does play this match. Um, but I think after this match, it's like anything goes, I, you know, they play the champions league. 
Um, I don't know if it's two or three days after this, after the West Brom game takes yeah. place. So, um, you know, I think we I, can. I yeah. think we can say for a fact that Mo Salah will score at least two more goals before the season is over. Sure. The single-season scoring record is 31 goals. Mo Salah is currently on 30, and he'll want to break that record. It's yeah, going to happen. Score two against West Brom and then don't score anymore. That, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Arsenal was a tricky one. Um, Aubameyang, mm-hmm. as we discussed, he's he's nailed. You want him for game week 37, and... Basically, I'm going to stop there because I don't really know what to make of them beyond that. I think the fact that they do have a home fixture in game week 35 uh, makes their defense, you know, marginally appealing. Marginally appealing. uh, Yeah. Their defense has been better at home. Yeah. I just know there are a lot of Arnatovich fans out there that will be cringing when we say go Arsenal defense because... Um, West Ham have looked much much improved in their attack as of late. I mean, they they only managed to get a goal by Andy Carroll against Stoke City, but um, I don't know. I I think if I'm gonna pick an Arsenal defender going into this match, I might just go Montreal because he seems still to be the one with the most attacking threat that Wenger is favoring. Yeah, I, I'd be worried about Montreal. Um, you know, he played in that Newcastle game, but I I just don't think he'll be rest. Um, um, in that match, you know, I think Mohamed El Neni is a player that I would look at, uh, especially on a free hit chip. Mm-hmm. Um, 4.2 million um, has been starting, um, you know, a, a ton of fixtures. Doesn't really have the returns in the fantasy game, but he's been really good in the Europa League. And um, I, you know, I just, but again, I mean, they're all at risk. Like you said, Aubameyang, um, who, you know, who's cup tied, can't play in the, in, the, in the Europa League, is the one player that I would. I would consider, and everything else, everyone else seems like a little bit of a pun. Alex Awobi, maybe, at 5.1. Yep. Um, I, mean, I was just kind of tearing him down a minute ago, but he did have two, <laughs> did have two assists in the Southampton game. Um, you know, he was on two goals and five assists in the season, which isn't isn't bad considering the limited number of minutes he's played this year. So yeah, um, I, I do yeah, like that though. I will, yeah. I will never forgive him for what he did to my game week one squad. So. <laughs> I know he's dead. I remember me. that. I remember you and I, the Friday night opening match. And so I guess the one, uh, the two players from Liverpool that we should touch upon that we really didn't would be Mane and Firmino. Are you high on either of these guys going into 35 or is it kind of yeah, solid well, as the, is still the, the well, Firmino, only attacking fixture? Firmino was rested a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, I I don't know how much rest he needs, really. I mean, he kind of he's, he's a little bit like Alexis Sanchez. You know, he just runs and runs and runs and doesn't really seem like he ever gets tired or really needs the rest. You know, so he's such a brilliant player. But I, I just yeah. love I, I like I was like one of those people who like did really didn't know what to think about Firmino when he joined, um, you know, a couple of seasons ago. But man, he is like. Every team wants a guy like him, right? I mean, he's just amazing. It's like he does everything you'd want from a player in the pitch. Right. Um, yeah, so I, I think Firmino's a good shout. Um, yeah, Mane seems like another player who's kind of um, – has not been rotated at all so far this season. So maybe maybe he's a little bit of a rotation candidate. God, I mean, you could just say that about any good player yeah. in any of these squads. Yeah, uh, well, th- this, this comes to Frankie the Gent's question. Uh, should I drop Salah this week to enable a City triple up? Um and based on what you were just saying or about to say, Josh, I think everyone's a risk. But Salah, some of these players like Salah are too good to drop just because of that fear. And I think if you are dropping Salah for the long term to triple up on City, 
I I don't like that. I feel like I want to just ride it out with Sala. And if you can double up on City Attack, that's enough for me. Yeah, I just think that it's, um, you know, watch the, or not watch, but listen to the press conferences, you know, see what, see what the um, kind of tenor is. I mean, usually when the press says that so-and-so are likely to be rotated, um, it, it does tend to be true, you know, um, especially if, if a lot of different outlets are saying it. I mean, this is why I'm really worried about Alexis Sanchez tomorrow. I haven't seen any indication from, from Mourinho's actual press conference that he's going to be dropped. Like, there's no it's – just, it's just speculation. But the fact that so many people are speculating on it does make me a little worried. And so I think, you know, if on Friday afternoon – um, Friday evening, this, this conversation comes out about how it's just, it's not, you know, he's not gonna, he's not gonna play this weekend. He's going to get rest. He's going to come off the bench. Um, then I think you'd go ahead and drop him, you know? And in fact, if, if, if Salah was going to come off the bench this week, if that was what it looked like it was going to happen, I would actually probably drop him too. I'd probably burn four. Um, and, uh, I would, I would look at bringing in Jesus and I would, I would use the money to bring in Jesus. Sure. Uh, last question in our, in our essentials section is from Zier Petkov, who asked, Gundogan or Bernardo Silva for the run-in? So we're looking for budget city players. Gundogan took a penalty this weekend. What was up with Spurs. that? That was weird. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think they're probably feeling the love at City right now and making sure everybody gets a piece of the trophy, gets to... Right. Um, uh, put a few more goal tallies in their stat sheet. I don't know yeah. if that was... I mean, that was a beautifully taken penalty. To put it off the post, it's unsavable. Scored, he sc- scored twice, should have scored twice in the Man United game, actually, um, in the second half. Right? If you remember, early in that second half, um, he uh, he missed a, a pretty pretty big scoring opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah, but if you look at the last four matches, he's played one minute, 13 minutes, 75 minutes, and 90 minutes. So, um, you know, some of that was because of the... Um, the Liverpool uh, Champions League matches, but he's not a clear starter, you know, and I, I do think that um, just based on, you know, what he's, I, I don't actually, I don't really like either one, you know, I guess, you know, I, don't back me into a corner between Gundogan and Bernardo <laughs> Silva, because I don't I don't want either guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, S- Silva, not would, Silva, Bernardo Silva would come in for Sterling, but the fact is you want Sterling over Bernardo Silva if you have to make a dis- decision. Yeah, he hasn't played. Bernardo Silva hasn't played the full ninety since game week twenty nine. I mean, you know, he's just and he's like he's like twenty years old. I mean, I'm sure he's going to get some match time, but you know, he's not a player I'd want in a free head or, or or for the rest of the season. Yeah. All right, let's talk about differentials, Joshua. Uh, question from Jeff Petter: Best differentials for game week thirty five on a free hit. I'm thinking of PVA, Perez, and Danny Welbeck, a guy who didn't make it into our previous Arsenal discussion. Yeah, I mean, it kind of depends. I mean, like, is 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 Wenger still trying out this, like, two-striker rotation with Lacazette and, and Aubameyang? I mean, you know, Welbeck only got 22 minutes in that game, um, has come off the bench in three of the last five games. So, um, you know, the one game he did play, he was great. You know, picked up, you know, two goals and an assist. So, yeah, I don't see him. I mean, what about Will Zaha? To me, Zaha is the player that we haven't talked about yet. Oh, I mean, for a, sure. Yeah, on a free hit chip, I think he is a spectacular option. He's, yeah, and at five know, five and a half percent ownership uh, for Palace, I think he's a must. Yeah. Are you? So is he in your free hit squad right now? Yeah, he's in my free yeah. hit squad. Another guy I would classify as a differential in my free hit squad is Seamus Coleman. He, mm-hmm. I mean, because he's come coming back from that horrible leg break, he's just on zero point five percent 
ownership, but he's a nailed on starter and he's looked really good going forward. Yep. Um, not a lot of returns since he's been back, but um, home to Newcastle, um, I think that could happen. So Seamus Coleman is a great differential there. And um, I mean, coming just coming back to Jesus, he's only at 7.5% ownership. It's not huge. Right. That's, right. that's, that's a mm-hmm. long shot as far as Man City assets go. Yeah, I think, um, you know, Arnatovich is, um, I mean, I know he's firmly on people's radar, but there might be a little bit of fear of, you know, bringing him in before um, before an away match to Arsenal. But, you know, given that Arsenal are really not playing their the, their best squad right now, um, I think that he is he's definitely a player to look at for a free hit chip. Um, you know, I mean, what I mean, what do you think about Arnatovich in general? I mean, he's really, you know, really could have could have scored um, yeah. Yeah, this week. I think he's I looked sensational the last month or Oops. so. Sorry, I just hit my mic. Uh, I, I agree. And my mic agrees, too. I, we're all very <laughs> excited. Are, is he fixture-proof? And I, I say that because the next four games are, are pretty rough. You yeah. know, I mean, it's Arsenal, Man City, Leicester, Man United. They end with a great fixture at home to Everton. But, you know, they still have something to play for. You know, they're they're still, you know, they're not they're not necessarily a secure. They're, they're probably getting pretty close to it. Um, which is kind of amazing, right? <laughs> even yes. where they were, that, that squad was even a few weeks ago. It's kind of amazing that they seem pretty safe now. But yeah, I mean, in game week thirty-seven, he's not a bad option. You know, um, I guess I guess we're talking about free hit chips quite here. But you know, for thirty-seven, it's Leicester away, Man United at home. I mean, I see a goal from him in, in those two those two games. Yeah, the tricky thing for me is his price tag at seven million, and how is what's the ripple effect? Does yeah. <laughs> If he were six million, I'd say yeah, he's fixture proof in that he'll probably get chances against all these teams. Yeah, um, I think they'll they probably won't be great chances in a number of these games, but but as a differential, you know, five point seven percent ownership. Um, yeah, and pro- and people are people are probably scared off because of that away to Arsenal fixture. So yeah. uh, I'm just saying I don't think there's any any point in being scared of. I think you're right. I think. I think you're right. I think he's a great option. I can't I can't talk myself out of it. He's just looks <laughs> so good, so attacking. And like you're saying with that West Ham team, something has happened recently and they're you know, they had a tough result against a really kind of bad Stoke team, but something's gelling there. I think it is. Yeah. I mean I, I know you're a huge David Moyes fan. You just you love what he's putting <laughs> together. Yeah, um, that guy. Yeah, uh, Eric Medbo has a couple more punt suggestions. Um, he suggests Milner, uh, Baines, and Senk Tozun. And then, of course, uh, all, all hail Lord Sorlot on the bench. Um, so what do you think about uh, Milner, Baines, and Tozun? Are any of those three players interesting to you? I, mean, I guess you just talked about Coleman. Well, you know, Baines is kind of in that category. Uh, Milner, I'm not feeling that one. Um, I, I think he's a great utility man for Liverpool, but... If you're look if you're looking for FPL points, I, I mean the the point about uh, penalties is one thing, but if Salah is on the pitch, I'm quite sure he's going to be taking it. Um, or or then there's Firmino. The, I I just don't see it happening for him. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that none of the the Liverpool defenders have broken a hundred total points in the season. Yeah, uh, I mean he's on seventy three points this season, which is uh, he had one hundred and thirty nine points uh, last year. Uh, 123 the year before that. So, um, yeah, last year he had seven goals and four assists. Uh, the year before that it was five goals and 11 assists. Uh, no goals and three assists this year. Now, I know he he lost penalties for – I'm not even sure why he lost penalties. He was pretty good on – I mean, I know he didn't. He hasn't been starting every game, but 
I feel like he was on the pitch. He's, he's probably like probably the best penalty taker you could bring in, right? Yeah, yeah. He's pretty solid on those pens. Sanctosin is kind of interesting given the fixtures, Newcastle, Huddersfield, Southampton, West Ham, and it looks like he's secured that spot from Big Sam. So, you know, I don't I don't hate that. It's especially on a free hit, maybe he's, he's worth a one-week punt. Um, yeah, I'm like, I mean, God, I really hope it works. I've been holding these freaking Everton players for so long. I part, you know, I didn't have to play them in Gaming 30. If I had to play them in Gaming 34, I probably would have finally dropped them, but... Yeah, I still have Walcott on my team. Like it's yeah. like I don't even, I don't even like to admit that it's so like crazy <laughs> to have Theo Walcott on your team. But um, yeah, he's been on my bench like I think like twice, you know, two of the last three game weeks. But um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, does Walcott finally come through? I, I don't know. I mean, I guess he's a he's a he's an interesting. I mean, he's two point eight percent owned. I mean, nobody has him anymore, yeah. uh, justifiably so. I mean, there's no reason to have Theo Walcott. But um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's well, not a bad option, right? Let's let's talk about this Everton Newcastle fixture because it it marries Jeff's and Eric's questions. So Jeff's suggesting Perez for a punt, and Eric is suggesting Baines, uh, Everton D. I'm going Coleman. How do we think that that game's going to shake out if we can try and predict what's going to happen? Is yeah. Everton a decent shout for? Uh, a clean sheet. I looked at Newcastle's away record this season. They have only won four games, or only four games. Uh, um, that's that's not terrible. You look at what Arsenal has done in 2018 in, in terms of their away form. Um, but they're really Newcastle is great at St James Park, and I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I can't guarantee what you're going to see from them at Goodison. Yeah. Um, I mean, I you know, it's, I actually just watched the uh, the highlights of the Newcastle Arsenal game again yesterday, and. Uh, I mean, Perez just is just in really good form. He's playing very confidently right now. Um, Everton's defense has not shown the ability to keep clean sheets. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, three goals in a row for for um, for Perez. Um, you know, returns of seven points, twelve points, and twelve points in the last three. That's three goals and two assists in the last three games. Uh, even before that, he was racking up a fair number of assists. I mean, he has six assists on the season. I think yeah, all, five of those six have come since uh, game week twenty three. So, um, yeah, I like Perez. I, mean, I also like him as an enabler. I mean, at five point three million um, as a free hit chip option, he's not bad. Um, probably better if you don't have a free hit chip and you're just kind of planning for the rest of the season. I mean, for me, um, you know, I talked earlier about possibly bringing him in. The only concern there is that in game week thirty seven, they they're away twice. Um, they're away to Watford in, 30, in the first fixture, which is fine. You know, I definitely scored in that game. Away to Spurs in game week 37. I don't feel great about that one. That just feels like a two-pointer. So, mm-hmm. uh, And then they end the season against Chelsea. So I'm basically bringing him in for the next three weeks or the next yeah. three fixtures, which is Everton, West Brom, Watford. Um, and then I might just kind of be stuck with him uh, for the last two weeks of the season. You know, let's say I really want to bring in Mo Salah in game week 38. Um you know, I'm not going to free up any money by doing anything with him. So he probably just ends up on the bench the last two weeks. So sure, um, yeah. So I, I think he's a tricky one, but yeah, I mean, he's he's in good form. He's you know he's 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 a good player. I mean, I don't remember when Perez first came into the league um, back in 2014-15. He was classified as a midfielder then, if I'm not mistaken. He was like a 4.7 million midfielder, um, and he actually had seven goals that first season. Um, and he's a uh, trier. He he tries yeah, very hard. He does. Yeah, he kind of a rough start to the season. I, I don't think he's. Didn't score his first goal until game week eight, and then didn't score again until game week twenty-two. So, um, and he played a lot. It wasn't like he was like injured for ten weeks, you know. So, um, 
Yeah, but it doesn't look, it look like it's in form right now. So, uh, in like another player that nobody owns. Uh, my homer pick this week is DeAndre Yedlin at four point four yeah, million. Yeah. Uh, he came away with an assist. He's looked pretty great for Newcastle all season, and mm-hmm. he's he's got that position locked down. Point four percent ownership, and a really cheap price tag. So, talking about enablers, that's a guy who who could perform like you were saying, Josh, in the next three fixtures. I'm so happy for Yedlin. We needed a we needed an American actually. <laughs> we needed a win, not an embarrass themselves. In the well, game. but uh, the the state of DeAndre Yedlin's head, though, like he, he's wearing that ludicrous headband now. He's mm-hmm. he's got crazy things going on. All all all, all sorts it's of like, things. It's like a Jose Perez, Brendan. He just he just tries things. Um, <laughs> All right, so a couple more questions in this section. Uh, non-free hit, uh, non-free hit chippers. Uh, Prashant Tuawi says, uh, for non-free hit, what do you think the essentials are? How many players would be good to go safely into game week thirty-five, and how many hits should I take if I have eight now? Mm. Now, I I don't know that there's a ton of. I don't know. I mean, burning any more than eight doesn't really seem like it's worth it, especially if those. OK, here's here's the easy answer. If the players that you're taking out have double game week fixtures and game week 37, I would mm-hmm. not be burning. Those, I would not be burning points to take those players out. You just have to look at this stuff long term. Um, maybe I might I might take I mean, I, you know, I don't have his team in front of me here, but I I might take one hit. You know, I, I might try to get to 10 players. I mean, sure. You know, I guess, you know, if that includes, like, two Swansea defenders away to Man City, then maybe I look at burning eight. But, you know, I think, um, yeah, I think in general, it just at some point you just burn so many points that you don't really ever recoup those. Um, Okay, here's the other thing to think about. As as, as someone who is is on the free hit chip, or excuse me, is not on the free hit chip, and really is thinking about the rest of the season, there are players you can bring in in game week 35 who have double game week fixture features and fixtures in 37, right? So I don't really want to bring in anybody that doesn't have a double game week in 37. It just feels like it's kind of a waste of a transfer for me. So um, that's why I may actually just ro- uh, roll with Fernandez um, away to Man City in game week 37. I think that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. Well, no, uh, I, I'm being <laughs> serious. I'm not, I'm not being catty as to our head to head competition, but um, I, I would do the same. Yeah. It's just, it's just a tough, it's a tough spot. So, so one thing, if if you don't, if you aren't playing a free hit chip in game week thirty five, or you've already you know used it earlier in the season, um, the one thing uh, to keep in mind is that there are players that you can bring in a game week thirty five who also have doubles in game week thirty seven. So the teams that have um, thirty five fixtures and doubles are Arsenal, Man City, Newcastle, Swansea, and West Ham. Swansea is a a tempting team to bring uh, to, to bring in players for. If they didn't play Man City away in Game Week 35, that really screws things up for me <laughs> because mm-hmm. I would love to bring in Jordan Ayew. I, the, they're actually home to Chelsea in Game Week 36. That one I'm fine with. That one, like, uh-huh. I mean, given, given how Chelsea are playing right now, um, that one is like whatever. I mean, they're, and Marcus Alonso is probably not going to be playing in that game. Um, you know, and then they play they play Bournemouth and Southampton in Game Week 37. Those are great fixtures. Uh, and then they end the season at home to Stoke. So it's a great end for them. Uh, but it's not a great game week 35. So I would probably not bring in anybody from that, from that squad. Um, I think, you know, Artetovic to me is, is definitely an option, but they do play Arsenal and Man City in 35 and 36. So again, a player you might want to look at bringing in a game week 37 instead, um, which really leaves you with Man City players. Um, the problem with Man City players is they're expensive and it's mm-hmm. hard to bring them in easily, you know, and right. without dropping, 
expensive players that are playing a game at 35, you know, like, right. um, like, yeah, I, I would love to bring in Gabriel Jesus. It's not easy for me to do that without dropping Mo Salah, you know, or Roberto Firmino for that matter. So yep. I can actually just go Firmino to Jesus straight up. Um, I have enough money in my, in my, you know, um, in my, in my purse to do that. Um, Your coin purse? My coin purse. <laughs> I got, I got 1.5 million in my coin purse. <laughs> that's um, quite a purse. Yeah. So if it comes out that he's not starting, that's probably my, my move. As I just straight up move for me now to, for yeah. me now to Jesus. I think um, thinking about yeah. burning points too, I think we're at the point in the season where you just have to accept that the die is cast to a certain degree. Yeah. Your team is, your team is what it is to a degree. And yeah. You're not going to have an ideal team going into the rest of the game weeks, and yeah, I think you're right. Like setting a t- setting targets, looking specifically at the doubles in 37, and that's where we have the highest ceiling, the biggest upside. So um, if you're burning eight for 35, they have to be ben- helping you out come game week 37 to make it worth um, exactly burning those points. I mean, there's the, like, larger philosophical question of, you know, do we just always overrate the double game weeks, you know, and do we just, do we look past, okay, so looking ahead to game week 37, are there non-double game week fixtures that are pretty good? Um, you know, Bournemouth play Swansea, but okay, let's just not talk about them. Let's just, you know, they're, <laughs> they're out of the conversation. Um, you have... Um, or even if we just focus on teams that have fixtures in game week 35, right? Um, yeah. If we haven't just lost everybody by how confusing this conversation has gotten. <laughs> I mean, so, I, I think Crystal, most, come back to Mo Salah, and, and he's another guy where I think, I think I had mentioned a couple podcasts ago, maybe triple captaining Mo Salah um, in game week 36 against Stoke when they're at Anfield. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a definite possibility. Um, I think... Uh, you know, if he plays, you know, sure. I mean, yeah, that's that's the problem. Yeah, that that's that, which is a, which is a big problem because that'll be in between. <laughs> it, it'll be in between two legs of the Champions League that game. You know, like why would he play in that game? You know, I, I just I don't know. It's it, that one to me is like really. I'm very nervous about Salah's. That, that's why I think I'm probably going to drop him in game week 36. I just I just can't see him playing in that game. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, you're looking at West Brom, you know, they play Spurs, no, Watford, that team is, like, completely on the beach. Uh, Stoke, you can't trust any of their strikers, except maybe your beloved Peter Crouch. Um, yeah. You know, Everton, I mean, Senk Tosun, he's maybe the one one of the few guys, like, they do play Southampton at home in gaming 37, and Southampton can see, it's kind of like, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy Vardy never scores more than one goal, but he always scores one goal. Um Southampton always concede three goals. Like it's they they concede three goals in every game in a different way every time, but they yeah. always concede three goals. If a witch approached you mm-hmm. and you're Jamie Vardy and the witch said, "Okay, Jamie, you will never score a hat trick in the Premier League, <laughs> but uh-huh. you will score one goal every game." <laughs> would you uh, take that as would you take that deal? Uh yeah, I would take that deal. Yes, of course. Okay. Every game for the like every for the rest of my career, sure, that'd be amazing. Yeah, what a, what a run that would be. <laughs> but people people don't sing songs about guys who score one goal. They sing songs about Sergio Aguero who scores four. Jamie Vardy has a song. Jamie Vardy's <laughs> having a party. Come on, Brandon. You know you know better than that. All right, let's let's move on here. Um, 
Okay, two last questions in this section. First one comes from that Joe guy. He says, with Arsenal resting players through Europa League, uh, should we be ditching those players for fear of a weakened Arsenal lineup not playing to its full ability, Aubameyang, Mustafi, etc.? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just <laughs> just watching the way they played yeah. uh, over the weekend. What oh. a nice assist, though, from Aubameyang. It was really delightful. It was. That was just a nice goal. That was like... I'm excited. I mean, Arsenal, it's, they're going to be the oldest team in the league by several years next year, but it's going to be a lot of fun watching those, <laughs> watching those graybeards run around the pitch. <laughs> um, so long and swinging to and fro. <laughs> I can't believe any Arsenal fans can still listen to this podcast. Cause I am such a, <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm like that classic Arsenal fan who just hates the team. You know, I don't Blood even hate fam. the team. I mean, I actually, I, I mean, it's okay. Ultimately I've come around to the about me thing, the, the move for them. Because he's just so fun. You know, he's just a really fun player. I mean, that goal that he scored uh, the week before, uh, it was just it was just a fun, like, uh, who scores that goal? He, like, barely got a toe in it. It was just, it was fantastic. Yeah, um, you think about yeah. the great players that Arsenal have had recently, Alexis Sanchez and Mesut Ozil. They're, they're very mopey. They're, yeah. They're, they don't, <laughs> they're, they're, they're not having a good time. So they're it's, it's doing hot. backflips. <laughs> no, yeah. So more <laughs> power to Alba. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and the final question from Sadan uh, Bachia, he says, uh, with the risk of Salah maybe not starting this weekend at Aubameyang basically playing on an under-23s team, uh, who else would you consider as a worthy contender for the armband? Perfect final question. Who's your captain, Brandon? Yeah, the armband is on Gabriel Jesus for me on my bus team. But uh, Kevin De Bruyne, I think... He's he's not been producing many FPL points as of late, but I think this match against Swansea is going to be a bit of a party. KDB, he's going to be involved. I I sense it might be coming back for him. But then again, Sterling has been pretty prolific. I mean, he's Mm -hmm. missed a lot of chances. He's still putting a lot of FPL points on the board. So I think he kind of can't go wrong um, in theory with the City player. That's where I'm looking. Yeah, I mean, I'm still, I'm still really looking at Salah to be honest. Um, and I'm just hoping that um, some information comes out before that game that indicates that he's, uh, that he's starting. You know, but I think if he is starting that game, I, I just, I just can't see myself not captaining him. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's, yeah, I think I mean Aubameyang, right? I mean another player who, um, I mean West Ham's defense isn't any good. You know. So. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Um, all right, so yeah, there's I, there's a lot of interesting captain options right now. I think I I, I think you nailed it though. I mean, any, it, you know, one of your one of your Man City. Play, I mean, I probably put the vice captain on Sterling, maybe even captain him, depending on what the news is on Salah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of your one of your City players or or Salah, maybe Aubameyang. I don't see a great differential captain this week. I mean, I think that I think this is a week to captain a team on, on one of the better squads. Yeah, famous last words when um, we see Arnatovic score a hat trick against sure. Arsenal or yeah, something exactly. like that. Yeah, exactly. All right, Josh, we have a quick lightning round to, to get through after this break, so we'll be right back. Same old podcast, always shame. Lightning round is here. It's it's two short questions this week, right? This is kind of like, these, these are both kind of ask me anything uh, type questions. So uh, first one comes from, uh, Anders, uh, Anders Javi says a bit off topic. I just need an answer. You guys are Americans. You produce a great podcast about something very British. Thank you, Anders. That's very nice of you to say. Why didn't you end up just being baseball <laughs> or American football fans? Uh, uh-huh. why don't you go first, Brandon? 
Um, it's an interesting question. Well, I grew up, uh, soccer was the sport that we played, me and my brother, as kids. And we played just in rec leagues in the community. It was nothing serious. And then I, I played on my, my high school varsity team. It was, it was my sport. So, you know, it's, it's pretty cut and dry there. And then how do you end up following the Premier League? Well, uh, it, has a great tel- it has a great television product that is available in the States. The times are great if you live on the East Coast, especially. And they speak English. And that's the, that's the language I speak. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, it's also the only European league where, like, different teams win it, yeah. you know? It's like, I mean, but Juve is about to win it for the fifth year in a row or something like that. And yeah. I mean, I guess you have La Liga, too. And I, I, I follow La Liga just a little bit, uh, but mostly I'm like a, I, I'm sort of like a Atletico Madrid fan who just kind of, you know, hopes they can, like, finish in second or something like that. Um, or maybe beat Real in the Champions League or something like that. Um I, you know, I, for me, it's, uh, I am a big baseball fan. Um, and I, I don't really hate American football, but I don't love it either. I, it's more that I hate American football culture. I find it kind of dumb and kind of bro and, uh, just like, it just like, just not really, I don't like dumb bros, you know? <laughs> so, uh, there's just a lot of that. If you follow American football, um, there's, it's weird now because football is like kind of like, it's like this split now that's kind of like, it's like the split that happened in baseball a few years ago where you have, um, Baseball became like there's like two different ways to watch the game. It's either like it's like all analytics or you're just watching and like you never got into the analytics thing. And football is kind of getting that way too. <laughs> you're just sitting there staring into the middle distance. Yeah, exactly. That's like that's like a big like watch like any of these like baseball like any of these smarter baseball analysts like just watch the way people yell at them on Twitter when they talk about like you know wins over replacement or whatever. It's like it's like a view of the dark underbelly of America. Um, but I, uh, you know, but that's happening in football now too, where there's a lot of advanced stats and different ways of looking at it. So you, there are obviously a ton of smart football fans, but it is a very, it is a, it is a giant corporate powerhouse in America. And it kind of grosses me out. Uh, I do love baseball. I'm a Detroit Tigers fan. Um, uh, the Tigers kind of suck this year. Uh, so I'm not following as closely as I, as I normally would. Um, and, uh, but you can actually follow baseball and, uh, the Premier League, um, pretty much without any overlap. I mean, the games are never on at the same time. Um, and the baseball season just sort of kicks in um, as the Premier League season ends, and the baseball season wraps up as the Premier League season gets into full swing. So it's like if you're only going to follow two sports, those are kind of the two. Um, and fantasy uh, fantasy baseball is the most insane thing of all time, though, because they play games every day. Oh, it's is it any more insane than what we're doing? <laughs> Thirty eight <laughs> weeks of Premier League. You know, NFL fantasy is is like fifteen weeks long. You know, it's like and then they have like the playoffs. It's like that's it. Um, you know, it's that's like a we, good product. We, we double it and then have it again, and that's how much we do. Um, so yeah, I uh, yeah I don't know how we ended up creating a fantasy Premier League podcast. We just we just like well, just look around just you. It's a, it's a great it's a great community. We started playing the <laughs> fantasy game, and it, we just. Like like everyone listening, it's kind of it's a kind of addictive game. So uh, is, we, exactly. we just like talking about it. Exactly, exactly. Um, that's the easy answer, isn't it? Uh, Nav five 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 says, "What is the best thing to do when you lose the will to play?" I mentioned this last week when FPL Stag was on, but I am fond of. I've gone through a couple Saturdays recently where I've kind of been in quicksand. I, I really don't. It's like the more I struggle with my FPL team, the worse it gets. And when I'm having a really bad FPL day, I like to go to the second screen experience. And I put 
the Premier League on the small screen. Maybe I maybe I watch something else. Maybe I listen to a podcast. Maybe I play some video games. But I think what I want to stress here is if you're losing the will to play, I I I, I hate it when this when people get this feeling of I hate I can't watch the game. I hate this sport. If their fantasy team is not doing well, they start to fall out of love with the league and right. the game itself. Right. And I think it's really important that it's it's okay to just step away, go for a walk in the park, get away from it. But I think it's important to sometimes force yourself to keep watching and find other things to look for and enjoy and watching these games because that's the reason you're playing FPL to begin with is because you love the league, you love football, and it's great. So don't forget that. That's my pep talk for everyone out there. I like that. That's that's, that's pretty good. Um, I would um, also say that, you know, the, the season will end. It's going to end very soon. And, um, you know, take a break. You know, don't don't read. You just don't read about football for a while if you're feeling burned out. You know, just just take a month away and, and read some actual novels, you know, like, <laughs> or whatever. Like, just, you know, read a mystery novel. Like, immerse yourself in something else, you know. Yeah. And, and come back to it and you well know, that's a that's a, a good point i think going back to what i was saying is watch the game like what what we'll do as obsessive fpl managers is we'll watch the games we'll talk about it we'll read about the games we'll listen to a zillion podcasts that cover the league it i think it helps me to just watch the games and if i have a bad week then i don't consume any of those podcasts i don't do a lot of reading um because what's important is i just had fun watching the game so yeah um, yeah, I, I agree. I, you, that's easier for you to do than me. Um, I, I'm like too, I'm too, I, I, I will, I have to watch like another sport to feel that way. I can't just like, <laughs> too, yeah. I'm too deep. Sure. Um, all right. Well, that's, that's the podcast. Um, good luck the rest of this week. Um, definitely good luck this weekend and, um, come on if, big Rom. Yeah. And uh, Alexis, please play. Please start, Alexis. Um, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash always treating me really, uh, you know, and also, you, you know, you get to join the Slack and the Slack, I feel like is really um, uh, it's like picked up. Don't you think, Brandon? I mean, it's not that it was ever yeah. slow, but it feels like there's just a lot like I'm, I'm on there much more I, almost every day now than I was before. Yeah, so. we have live chats during the games, uh, lots of rate my teams, captain polls. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just it's a Rant. good little community that's bubbling up. Fire threads. Page. Yeah, yeah non FPL topics threads. Yep. Um, yep. And you can also subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Um, and uh, reviews uh, really do help us, actually. And uh, there's um, there's a lot of podcasts out there now. So if you want to support our podcast um, and um, whether or not you become a Patreon person, a uh, very easy thing to do is just to uh, give us a five-star review on iTunes. That would be very much appreciated. Um, you can also follow us on SoundCloud. Um, you can find us there just by, by searching for us, or it's, I think it's just soundcloud.com slash always cheating. Isn't that right, Brennan? That's right. And go to Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at hail cheaters, facebook.com slash always cheating. And uh, if you zoned out there, just go to always cheating.com. All the information is right there at your fingertips. I will close in saying our new hashtag, Josh, is hashtag. Pogba can't stay on the pitch for more than an hour, but hey, what does it matter when he is on the pitch? He runs around like a headless chicken trying to look cool <laughs> for the cameras and getting no FPL returns. Yeah, you said it. Poku ditto, forever. Ditto. Poku forever. <laughs> All right, Brandon, good luck. Good luck. Oh!